Blog Talk Radio. This song goes out to those of you who still have a dream. We just came to let you know to believe in your dreams. Here we go.
accused of rape was raping well he was accused of raping this young girl but it came out that the girl was lying and we're going to talk about the the importance of just talking to your sons and making sure that we we are making wise decisions to keep ourselves out of situations like this um if you want feel free to give us a call um tonight if at any point at 646-915-8200. Once again, that's 646-915-8200. We do have a Facebook page. We have a couple of Facebook pages. One is our official page and one is a group page. And you can uh, join one or both of them for our updates of our shows, articles, uh, reviews, excerpts of the show, all that good stuff. So just look us up under the Urban Wire or the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, we have our YouTube channel. Join that at um, youtube.com slash UCOSW. Uh, we have a lot of exclusive interviews on our page. We do a lot of commentaries, um, excerpts of the show. We, we place all that on, that on that particular page. So feel free to get on there, subscribe, write all that good stuff. And I think that's about it. Um, we're going to jump to our music mix tonight. We're going to do a little inspirational. We're going to give you a little today. You know, we're going to give you a little something to hear, something there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we are going to play a song of Natalie Cole at the end of our mix. But, yeah, we're going to throw a little something here and there and there so, so we can get ready to um, jump right into things tonight. Once again, the call-in number is 646 646- Nine one five eighty two hundred. Once again, you are listening to the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine the light on issues impacting the urban community. Once again, this is Seneca Harris, and feel free to jump right in tonight.
She gon' have to do more than just 
do a lot for you So mama, you know I So you gon' need to do more than just
right, just want to give you a little something tonight. That was from the late Natalie Cole, who just passed recently. Uh, she was the daughter of Nat King Cole, and um, she was a very famous American singer. And she also um, did a lot of songwriting. She performed and all that. Um, you know, she sung R&B. And some of her um, favorite hits or some of her well-known hits are This Will Be and, of course, what you just heard, Inseparable and Our Love. Um, she was just a legendary singer. She just had that velvet voice that everyone loved. And that song, I hate to say this, Michael, but you know that just sounds like one of those old school drag queen songs. You know that you know the song. You know where you had them drag queen with the big hair. Out, you know what I'm saying with the big bouffant hair, and you got them long, uh, flowing like sequin dresses, and they got them big old lips with all that grease on their lips, and they trying to lip sing that song. You, you know what I'm talking about, Michael? Yeah. You you there, Michael? Oh, I thought he was there. But y'all 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 know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? You you know exactly what I'm talking about. So um we just wanted to send our condolences out to her family. Um they said she died um pretty much on December thirty first. Um and she died from congestive heart failure. But her music and her legacy will live on. And uh, like I said, we're we're really at the point now where we're losing a lot of uh, just good artists, like just legendary artists, people that were legendary in their craft. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of these younger artists that are coming up, they need to kind of take note of um, some of the, legends that paved the way for them to be able to come and do what they do today. So uh, I know I can just say in general, a lot of the songs that uh, that are on the air today played on the radio today are sampled with a lot of old school cuts from, you know, even the nineties, like, but you know, we can't never forget where we come from. And I think we were having some technical difficulties. I, I, I'm going to see if we can get Michael online. Uh, Michael, are you there? You online? Okay, we're going to go to a song really quick, and we'll be back. I'm going to try to see if we can get Michael online, and we'll be back to this quick song. Complicated for me. I hope she's waiting for me. Every week. 
um, being subjected to discrimination, uh, to prejudice, to segregation. So we're still seeing that. But to answer your question, yes, we've we've come just a little bit further. But because of the actions um, on both sides, um, as far as a lot of African Americans out there that are killing their own people, and then with Caucasians who are killing us, um, it has rescinded a lot. So I know that that may have seemed like an incomplete answer, but overall, I will say, as as far as rights are concerned, that we have come just a little bit further. Yes. And I think we as a people, we, we need to never get to a point where we're satisfied and we become mm-hmm. complacent. I think now what we're seeing is I think a lot of black people feel that since we've gotten a few rights and, mm-hmm. you know, rightfully so, we have come a ways away from what we were. I, I just do, mm-hmm. I feel it, that we as a people, we are becoming complacent with where yeah. we are now. And I think that we are losing that fight that we once had. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that we, you look at reality TV, you look at um, just the world around us. I, I feel that black, I, and I can, I'm just speaking for our community, you know, for a second. You know, I know this mm-hmm. is a show where we try to include everyone, but I'm speaking to my community right now. I feel that we have, um, got a few extra coins in our pocket and mm-hmm. um we've gotten a few extra rights and we we don't know how to act. We we want to get on T V. You know, mm-hmm. we want to uh show our and I excuse my terminology, we want to show our natural black ass on mm-hmm. television. And we we have we and you know our forefathers gave up a lot, you know, for us to be out here acting the way we are um, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying everybody, but I'm just saying a lot of us have gotten comfortable. This generation has gotten comfortable. We have gotten the lessons that were taught to us. We've forgotten the God that we serve and how he carried us and how we how we followed him and followed his direction and his work to get to where we are today. But I think a lot of people have felt that they don't need God now. They don't they don't mm-hmm. they don't need morals, they don't need values. And I think we're at a point where it's it's we're at a dangerous point right now, and I mm-hmm. and I feel that um, we 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 are book smart. I think we're so educated to where we're no good. Like you know, we feel that mm-hmm. we don't need God, we don't need that higher power. And if it wasn't for Him, we wouldn't have gotten to where we are today. So right. I think that in the words, you know, we have to keep those words and and, and those thoughts and that wisdom of Martin Luther King alive. Because if we lose that, we are we are in trouble as a people. We really are. Mm-hmm. So I think that we just mm-hmm. we just need to go back to where um, our roots came from. I said, you know, you never mm-hmm. forget where you come from because if you don't remember where you came from, you're you're doomed to repeat those those mistakes, and you're going to end up going back to where you came from. So I, I really think that right. we have made it. We 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 made it further than what we we were in the past, but I don't think we should ever get to a point where we're complacent because mm-hmm. that's when you get in trouble. Like you have to always strive for better. You have to 
strive for the advancement of your people, your community, your children, um, your church community, everything. You know what I'm saying? So I really mm-hmm. think the camp to get where we come from. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk more about that tonight. I just wanted to jump on that first because I know um, you're going to be just with us for a little while tonight. So I just wanted to hit some of the high points really quick. Um, mm-hmm. the, next thing, the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, – Bill Cosby, because I know we we this is our first broadcast that we've done for the new year, and mm-hmm. I just feel that you know um, the whole situation is just just very tragic, and mm-hmm. um, I I just don't even know where to start. I mean, I know I have a clip that we're gonna go to real quick, but mm-hmm. it's it's just very disappointing. And I don't know how you feel about it, see, but do you? How do you feel about the whole Bill Cosby fiasco? Do you? Do are you? Well, because I'm gonna tell you how I feel about it. Like you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go to this clip from CNN. It's only like two minutes. I'm gonna go to this clip in a minute. Mm-hmm. But this is how I feel. Um, I feel that Bill Cosby put out an image for for many years that he was this family man. Mm-hmm. And um, and don't get me wrong, his show, the Cosby Show, which he was mostly famous for, he he did a lot of other things too. But I think the Cosby Show did help um, shed the light on the African American family, and it helped put in perspective that there was a more positive side to the black family unit. Mm-hmm. And I think he did do some help in. Um, opening doors for us as far as, like, you know, how, how the world viewed us. But still at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, I kind of feel sorry for the people that were on that show because it, it was – this impacts more than him because a lot of people that were on that show um, were good people. And I think that mm-hmm. now, like, since this scandal has came out, it's kind of overshadowed everyone else that was involved in making that image known that black people mm-hmm. were more than – and this is nothing against good times, but you see all the shows in the past, good times where you have black people barely hanging on by a, a string. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about no string beans either. I'm talking about a string. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? And, and I just feel mm-hmm. sad. But still at the same time, I got to say this too, Steve, because I'm going to get your opinion. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby also, it's, it's another side that bothered me, though. Like, even though I'm grateful that he did, portray us in a positive light. Still at the mm-hmm. same time I think, you know, he he kind of aired our dirty laundry per se, like in the media mm-hmm. where he would come out and say, Well, you black you black people need to do this and you black people need to need to do this and, and your kids are doing this and your kids are out of control and this, that and the other. And it was just mm-hmm. seemed like you got in front of white people and be and this is like I saying, getting back to what we were talking about last week when Wendy Williams got on air and tried mm-hmm. to put down black people and, and say that she was ashamed of being black, Bill Cosby kind of did mm-hmm. that same thing. And you try to act like you, you're this model stand-up person and you're this family guy, but yet you're you're cheating on your wife with multiple women. Um, and, you know, as far as the rape allegations, you know, I'm in the gray about that, but you have admitted to having an affair on that woman. 
And and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I know you're supposed to stand by your man and by your husband, but for her just to sit back and just play this passive role, like I just I don't have respect for either one of them. Like he lost a lot of respect for me on many issues on many issues. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know how mm-hmm. do you feel about the whole situation? Well, I'll say this. Um, when it comes to this, I too am upset about it. And I, too, am disappointed in him as well because, you know, and I will first say this, you know, like when we look at the show, that kind of, um, I believe that it actually kind of started the process for diversity because there was a lot of um, Caucasians, there was a lot of other um ethnic backgrounds that did appear on that show. So for all of them to come together, it really kind of opened up the door for diversity. But here's the issue that I'm having with Bill Cosby. Now, you have the show, but when the show is over, what is your life truly about? And to me, it seems Mm. like he actually used the show as a cover-up for who he really was. So a lot of people... Yeah, so a lot of people saw Bill Cosby as, just like what you said, this family man, a doctor on the show who was married to an attorney, who was married to a daughter, who was an attorney, you know, who was uh, and, and had all these other children who were, you know, who had actually different backgrounds and different characteristics. But it is just a shame because that is what people only see of him, but that is what he is actually displaying. So really, you know, it seems like he's not wanting to take the heat for the things that he's done. And, you know, I don't know if he did or if he didn't, but like what you said, you know, there was a lot of admissions that did come out. So when the admissions are coming out, you know, what are people to do? Like, if if you're saying it, you know him. Like if he's coming out and, and he's saying these things or whatever the case may be, then we have to take it for what it really is. And if we look at all these women that did come out, now either he's lying or either they are lying. But the fact of the matter is, is that he needs to actually tell the truth about the situation because what's happening now is that he's digging a hole for himself and a deeper hole for himself and it's not looking good. So the good Cosby that we once knew, which was the jello man or kids say the darnest thing or the or the doctor on a prestigious show is now being labeled as a rapist. And it mm. is horrible. So um, so I think that the only way that he's going to get himself out of it is to stop denying the things that he's done and come out and let the world know because it's going too far. It is actually going entirely too far. But it seems like, you know, he just wants it to continuously go on because any person that wants to put a stop to it, will stop denying the things that they've done and just come out and admit it and move on. Right. Well, we're going to go to a quick clip from Mm -hmm. CNN, and we're going to come back with Mm -hmm. the rest of our commentary. 
and coming after that, I want to get into another preacher that killed one of his people in the congregation, but he has been exonerated. And I'm going to talk about that. Even though he's been exonerated, I still have a problem with that story. We're going to go to this clip, and I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary, and we will move on to our next story. Okay. Cosby is charged with aggravated indecent assault. After years of denial and claims that the encounter was consensual, Bill Cosby for the first time faces criminal charges for the alleged sexual assault of a Pennsylvania woman. The charges coming after Andrea Constant, a former Temple University employee, accused Cosby of drugging, then assaulting her in 2004 when she visited the man she considered a friend and mentor at his Pennsylvania home. Mr. Cosby made two sexual advances at her that were rejected. On the evening in question, Mr. Cosby urged her to take pills that he provided to her and to drink wine, the effect of which rendered her unable to move, respond, to his advances. Though Constant came forward in 2005, the district attorney at the time did not file charges. That same year, Constant sued Cosby, the comedian then settling for an undisclosed amount. Legal documents in that case were unsealed for the first time this past July and the deposition made public. In it, Cosby admits giving women quaaludes, but never without their knowledge. Constant's lawyer asks Cosby, when you got the quaaludes, was it in your mind that you were going to use these quaaludes for young women that you wanted to have sex with? Cosby replies, yes. That deposition and other evidence unsealed in the civil case paved the way for a new district attorney to reinvestigate the allegations. In the criminal complaint, Constance says Cosby told her the pills were herbal, and after taking them, she lost her strength, but was aware of Cosby, quote, fondling her breasts and of his hands into her pants. What we know is that pills were provided. There's inconsistencies on what type of pills they were. Um, there was also wine that was provided. Um, we then go to the reaction of the victim, you know, frozen, paralyzed, unable to, unable to move. Um, a person in that state um, cannot give consent. Constant was the first woman to publicly come forward accusing Cosby. Since then, some 50 women have alleged similar sexual assaults over a period of four decades, most involving the use of drugs. Cosby has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing and even filed a countersuit against seven women earlier this month. Cosby says their accusations hurt his reputation and derailed his plans for a new comedy show. Prosecutors are right up against the expiration of the 12-year statute of limitations for sexual assault cases in Pennsylvania, which will close early next year. Cosby could get up to 10 years in prison if convicted. All right, we are back. Um, this is this is what I'm saying because, and I'm never saying that justifying rape. But at some point, these women are going to have to take responsibility on their part of what happened to. And I don't know how you feel about that as one, because to me, you as a woman had no business. And I'm not saying what mm -hmm. he did was right, but 
you had no business going over to this man's house knowing that he's married. Mm-hmm. And then, this is my thing, too. Why was you drinking? Because I've heard some of the women saying they were drinking wine in his bedroom. What did you <laughs> have? What business did you have in his bedroom anyways? Drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and like I said, at some point, come on now, we are women are adults. And to me, you know, some of these women have some unsavory reputation. So mm-hmm. at some point we have to, and I'm just saying in general, we have to be responsible and we have to stop putting ourselves in certain situations. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, how do you feel about that? You know, the fact that these women were at this married man's house. And I know it was Bill Cosby, and I know you're trying to come up, but mm-hmm. it kind of gives me the side eye a little bit, too. And I'm not get, trying to get him off the hook either, because, like I said, you was a married man. You had no business doing what you were doing anyways, and mm-hmm. you didn't have any business putting prescription drugs in people's drinks. But mm-hmm. we have to look at this you know, on all all sides. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about mm-hmm. this as far as the women are concerned? Well, as far as the women are concerned, she basically gave him consent to do whatever it is that he done because, just like the clip said, she she was aware. So if you are aware of something that a person is doing, then how can you come out and say the opposite because you're really contradicting yourself Another thing is is that with her being a woman, there is absolutely no time where it is permissible for you, just like what you said, to go to a married man's house to conduct any type of business. I don't care what it is, but the role that she played, and excuse my language when I'm going to say it, the role that she played was a hoe because you go over there for the purpose of, being self on and for the purpose of being drugged because you knew what he was doing. I don't care if you went over there just to sign a piece of paper. You go, you sign the paper, and then you leave out. But anytime your mind, you know, controls your actions and you go and you cross that line and you violate that house, then you are completely out of order. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking the blame. I I am not taking the blame off of him because he does have faults, and you know because there are things because the things that he done was absolutely uncalled for, and he led her up there, but at the same time she agreed, and for her to put herself in such a horrible and nasty situation by agreeing to make herself exposed like that is uncalled for. And I'm and I'm not going to say that she gives women a bad name because there are women out here that are strong enough to, to know that that is not the right thing to do, but she gave her own self a bad name. But what yep. it seems like yep. is is that, you know, she's done had these conversations with all these other women and said, hey, you know, I done made myself look like a fool, so come on so we can get something started because we need to bring this man down. But at the same time, you have to walk that road by yourself. 
and see, but she doesn't want to because she knows that she, you know, gave consent. You know, and I know that I've said this before, but you knew what he was doing to you. You knew what he was doing, so you gave him consent. So, you know, just but but still, him doing that, being as old as he is, some, somebody's great-grandfather, and I'm sorry to say it like that, but he is. But to conduct yourself like that and you know that you have the reputation of being a great man and you destroy your reputation over um, some pills and a quick feel, you know, I don't, I don't understand that. I really don't. But you know what, see, I can't feel sorry for him. I can't. Right. Because, mm-hmm. and my thing is, like, the la- the latest, they said this is the most recent one that has happened, as far as we know. Okay, mm-hmm. he's 78 now. So this man was in his late 60s when this happened, mid to late 60s when this happened. He should have known, but he should, mm-hmm. come on, he's too, he's too old to be doing this foolishness. Right. You're too old mm-hmm. to be doing it. And to me, like, I can't feel sorry for you. Like, I just, I just can't. Like, I just, you know, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That there are a lot of people that may have looked up to him, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why it is important. You cannot put no man, you cannot put any man on the pedestal. You have to mm-hmm. have your own sense of direction and integrity because when we start idolizing people, then stuff like this mm-hmm. happens. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I got a couple more things I want to say. We're going to move on from this. I don't want to dwell on this too long. <laughs> but mm-hmm. do you feel sorry for his wife? Or do you think that she kind of knew some stuff was going on, but she she didn't want to say anything? Because I, I really thought about that. And I wonder mm-hmm. if she's not saying anything because she's in it for the money, or does she really genuinely care about this man? And mm-hmm. I think, think that they should investigate her, too, because you can't sit here and tell me that mm-hmm. he's done this with 50 women, and you, as a woman, doesn't ha- you don't have any type of intuition that something's not right. Mm-hmm. You can't tell that somebody's been laying in your bed, that your bed is 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 now defiled. You you can't sense that in your wom your womanhood. You I mean, I don't I don't mm-hmm. understand. Like, mm-hmm. do you you feel sorry for her? Do you think that she needs to be investigated too? Well, I will first say this, um, to answer your question, no, I do not feel sorry for her. Now, even though a marriage is something sacred that God creates for men and a woman. No wife should have to endure this, but at the same time, just like what you said, if she has been married to this man for a myriad of years, you know characteristics. You know things that are going on, especially with a woman of her stature and a man of his reputation. There are things, you know, that he may have hidden from her, but overall there are things that she knew. She knew she knew some things about what it is that he was that, that was going on with him or that he was into. Um so no, I do not feel sorry for her because at the end of the day, she is a grown woman. And you know, and she has the ability to think for herself. But at the same time, with you being a grown woman and, you know, you not trying to rectify the problem either, then that right there poses as a red flag to me. So, yeah, so I really do think that some investigation needs to go on with her because a lot of times when 
when um, women are so devoted to their men or they love their men, there are things that they will do for them, and there are things that they will hide, mm-hmm. and there are things that, you know, that they will lie about for their men. So absolutely, so to get everything out in the open, I definitely believe and agree that a um, prompt investigation and a strenuous investigation needs to be done on her. Yes, I do. Yes. And, you know, with all this being said, I do think there, and don't get me wrong, I think, you know, I think Bill Cosby, if he did do this, he needs to be held accountable. But I think that there's hypocrisy in this whole situation because, Mm-hmm. When you have a strong, and that's why I said, man, black people, they got to really be careful. We have to be careful, especially when we in positions of power or we have, um, like, a lot of financial, um, like, you know, there's a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of power. You have to be careful how you conduct yourself and how you live your life because they're not going to hold you to the same standard. And I, I'm not trying to put race into this, but yeah. I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna hold you to the same standard as a white person because they're gonna That's give right. them a and, and I'm just gonna say this, like I'm gonna use this as an example. Like the whole mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen situation. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I'm saying, and I and we never really talked about it well on this much on the show, so I never really brought the situation up. But I mm-hmm. did a couple back. But this is what I'm gonna say about this. Charlie Sheen has been given a pass because mm-hmm. you've seen all the stuff he's done. You've seen all the reckless behavior that he has participated in, and nobody's holding mm-hmm. him accountable. He has right. potentially passed HIV to people that that is probably people out there that they're not going to come forward. There's people out there that probably don't want to put themselves out there, but he has potentially given HIV even after the fact of him being diagnosed and him knowing about it. But nobody's holding him accountable for this situation. Nobody's holding him accountable for the things that have came out of his mouth. Nobody ever holds these people accountable when there are things that they do that are wrong. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But when it's us, we're held to a, a whole different standard. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. I just wanted mm-hmm. to point out the hypocrisy of the situation. Yes, I feel that Bill Cosby needs to be called out and he needs to, to pay for his actions, but we can't sit there and say put the put the you know, point the finger at Bill Cosby and there's people out here doing stuff just as bad, if not worse, than he has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm Absolutely. saying? Charles Machine is supposed to be this idol that people look up to, he's supposed to be a family man, he's a father, but nobody's mm-hmm. calling him out for that. But you want to call Bill Cosby out. Right. Right. And I just think that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'm on the And I really do agree. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to move on to this next story. Um, okay. Uh about this pastor in Detroit that, and this is what I'm saying, that's why even in the church, we got to have accountability accountability in the church too because um, there are some things that are going on in the church 
with these pastors, these pulpit pimps, that's what I call them. And I feel that they are the ones that uh, need to be showing people the way how to live. It's not up to Hollywood. It's not up to anybody else. But I think that the church has an obligation and responsibility to to show people the light and how to live. And there's this pastor in Detroit that uh, was caught up in a, an affair, and he was a young pastor. He was about he was 36, and uh, he got caught up with um, this one lady. She was married. And he was having a affair with with her, and I guess the 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 husband he was twenty five years old he got, he got upset, and he went to confront the pastor in the church, and the pastor shot him dead. Mm. You, 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 did you hear what I said? The yes. pastor um. shot the man dead. Now, and we're gonna we're gonna go into details about the story. News Channel Two from Detroit, and it mm-hmm. is entitled "Pastor Who Shot and Killed Man in a Church Won't Be Charged." This is coming Ooh. out of Detroit. Authorities have decided not to charge a Detroit pastor who shot someone in his church two months ago. Police say the victim, twenty-five year old. Deontay Smith was shot at four to five times by 36-year-old Keon Allison, who was the pastor at the City of God. And this, and y'all wish y'all could see this old storefront church. This church looked like some, like it would be next. You know what I'm saying? You know, like in the hood, they got them, got them fish markets, like where you can go and get you a fried perch sandwich or something, or some fried chicken wings, or something. and then that's like a laundry mat next to a one of those. Um, Shanique was uh, showing up to the line or something. This looked like you would be sitting in the middle of it right here. You know what I'm saying? With somebody spray painted oh, the wall. And yeah, this looked like one of them churches where, you know what I'm saying, like you go mm. in and mm-hmm. the past, I, I don't even, let's say this is a storefront church. And this church looks ghetto and, and janky. You know what I'm saying? I wish y'all could see mm-hmm. this church. So you already know by the look of this church on the outside that there's some trouble going on on the inside. Exactly. So what's what's going on with the story? The victim's mm-hmm. friend has said that he was going to church to confront the pastor about having an affair with his wife. Police said Smith confronted Allison and attacked the pastor with a brick. Authorities have determined that there is insufficient evidence to charge Allison and that he acted in a lawful. The City of God Church is on Grand River Avenue near Lasser Road. No one else was hurt during the attack or the shooting. Now, this is my thing. Mm, mm-mm. We talk, We got these two men fighting, and excuse my language, See, mm-hmm. but I, you know, we just keep it real on this show, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about this whore. Mm-hmm. Now you done sat here and caused all this drama, and nobody's putting her on blast for what she did. Mm-hmm. And knowing her, she probably instigated the situation. Mm-hmm. And exactly. 
you know that you're sitting up in the church and you're supposed to be going to church to get your religious, you know, I'm saying get your religious education and get in a relationship with God. Instead of you going to church to get close relationships, you're trying to get close relationship with a pastor which is not your husband. Mhm. Yes. And now, because mm-hmm. of your addiction, now, now your husband's dead, and your pastor done killed somebody. He got the blood of someone else's on his hand. Mhm. And I mm-hmm. wonder how the pastor feels. Like, I wonder if he's having any remorse. I wonder if him and his wife still kicking it. You, there's so many unanswered questions about that. But then again, like we said, this is what. Is the problem with the church. This is why people don't take church serious because going to these churches mm-hmm. today will cause you to be six feet under. If it ain't from a bullet hole, you're going to be sitting up in the hospital with somebody sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you're going to be sitting up in somebody. Ain't no telling. Pretty much you're going to be worse off when you leave mm-hmm. somebody's church. That's right. And that's like no yeah. accountability because this woman, she is nobody has came out and really said her name, and nobody has mm. questioned this woman. She hasn't came out and said anything, and I want to know what she has to say about all this because it was her that caused all this. And I'm not giving mm-hmm. the pastor a free ride from this because he's just as responsible with him being a quote unquote man of God, but she gonna have mm-hmm. to take responsibility as well. That's right. That's right. So, so how do you feel about this situation? Well, I'm glad that we listened to this because, you know, it's it's things like this that extremely angers me. But I'm going to say this. To defile the church in the way that it was defiled was absolutely wrong for you know, a pastor now, and I'm just going to say this, but for a pastor to react in the way that he did, you know, a pastor's responsibility is to be the shepherd to the sheep. It is to preach the word that God has given he or she to preach. But any time you react in such a manner as to not talk about it, but to pull out a gun and shoot somebody, you know, because someone has confronted you is absolutely, like, I, I don't even have words for that. But for him, but but not only did he defile the church by being a shepherd who killed somebody, but on top of it, for him to not even have any type of consequences for it, that is what is bothering me. He took a person's life. I don't care, you know, if a person uh, stepped on your foot or ruined your new suit or whatever the case may be. That doesn't give you a right to pull out a gun and shoot somebody. But, mm-hmm. oh, oh, my God. Like I, So now my question is, was this a white pastor? Um, I believe this was a uh black church. Oh Lord. And see this is what I'm saying. Okay. 
and, and we and we and we gonna do a show on the black church because I, I I've been hearing a lot of foolishness lately. There's a lot of stuff in we and we about to talk about some stuff going on in the church here. We in a couple of weeks. I don't know if we're gonna we we gonna probably get back on and do our shows reality check three one seven. But if we yes, yes. We need to get on this because I know we talk about that in mm-hmm. our show. But if not, I want to do a show because there's some foolishness going on with these preachers, with these pulpit, mm-hmm. and I call pulpit pimps. And I think a yeah. lot of them are nothing. They are nothing but government operatives. They're just here to keep the black community down. Um, they work yeah. for the government, and they're here mm-hmm. to do nothing more than to ruin the, our community. That's you fine. know what I'm saying? They're in into it with these politicians. They're there to get the money. They're there to get the power and the success. They're they're working with the government to bring down our community. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of corruption in this in especially these mega churches. You even look at that situation with Bishop Eddie Long. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Absolutely. Steve. There's no way that this man should still be in anybody's pulpit after what he did. And especially right. he did to the young boys and he done did with them people's money that they done gave him. Mm-hmm. You are using the, the church's money to support your lavish and devilish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And nobody's Absolutely. holding you accountable. And then on top yes. of this, and this is my thing, see, this is what kind of makes me think a lot of these preachers are in on this because none of the people, them preachers down in Atlanta came out and condemned mm-hmm. him. No. His, mm-hmm. his, I guess supposedly his best friend, one of his closest friends in the ministry is Creflo Dollar. None of them came out mm-hmm. and said anything against what he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they got mad at the people because they left the church. Mm-hmm. You got mad because people didn't want to sit under that stuff. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then this is my thing. It almost makes me think like you you've been flying around and vacationing with these young boys and this and that, and nobody mm-hmm. said that that was weird. Nobody's called you out on that. Nobody, and obviously some of them boys are very effeminate too. So right, exactly. Well, they called up in the ring to where all them boys was being passed along by all them pastors. I, I believe mm-hmm. there's some funny stuff going on down in Atlanta and with these mega churches. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know this is getting kind of deep, and I know we're going in a direction where, you know, we're we going in some uncharted territory, but we, I just want us as a people, we got to start looking at things for what they are. Stop looking at stuff for just what's on the surface. Right, right. hmm And yes. this is too many times we have allowed people to maneuver their, their way into the church and manipulate us, and we don't question anything that they say to us. We just take everything they say as face value. That's right. hmm Yes, and, this and it happens all the time. Story. Yeah. And this is a perfect story to just illustrate that you cannot put your trust in man. And this is why people that don't is, take the trust yes. seriously. Mhm. Yes. Oh Lord, yes. Mm, 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 mm. 
Hmm. I, I I don't know, but we we definitely need to get on this. Yes, yes, because like if I can say something real quick, because you know a lot of these pastors out here have a great speaking ability, where they just come out and they use their techniques of speaking to people, not preaching, but speaking to people to convince people because of, you know, they they sound good, they sound convincing, they sound persuasive, and people say, okay, person knows exactly what they're doing and exactly what they're talking about. But at the same time, there are these these speakers, and I'm sorry because I cause, cause I'm not going to give them the credit of, even though they have the title of a pastor, but I'm just saying just like right now, like I'm going to call them a speaker, but while they're doing that, mm-hmm. at the same time, they are um, stealing from the congregation. They are lying to them. They are making them think that, you know, they are a um, uh, a anointed man of God or an anointed woman of God. And these people's eyes are blinded. But at the same time, you may have that 1% of people in there that, you know, really know exactly what they're doing, but they may be afraid to say something. But here's my mm-hmm. thing. For those who are afraid to say something, shame on them. Because if you are afraid, but at the same time, you're going to continuously sit underneath the direction of someone who is corrupt, someone who is labeled as a thief, there is something wrong with you. Completely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, it's, yeah, it is a huge problem, I, and I just cannot wait to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to get on to somebody else's some stories because it's been some stuff. And even with these gospel music celebrities, but I'm going to get on them mm-hmm. too. Because I've seen something mm-hmm. in the. And this happened several months. I didn't know that this had happened. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite singers that, you know, she she's new on the scene. Um, she's been out the past couple years. She was on Sunday mm-hmm. Fest. Leandria Johnson. Have you heard of her before? Leandria. Uh-huh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, this... That's why I said, man, you got to have more than talent. You got to have the anointing. Yes. And I'm not... We, we all have to be mindful on how we live our lives. And, and none of us are perfect, but you, sometimes we do stuff that's just stupid. And mm-hmm. down on Periscope, knowing that she, I mean, my thing is you're out here, like, my thing is where population, why did you get on Periscope in your house with your kids running mm-hmm. around and your husband and you sitting there drunk talking about you about to get crumped, turned up, and you've been drinking so patrol, and you did that on Periscope and think that people wasn't going to say nothing to you, girl? Right. (laughs) Exactly. And then you cussing Mm -hmm. people out Mm -hmm. on the camera because they asking you, why are you doing this? Mm Mm-hmm. And talking Mm -hmm. about, and I was on, man, I got to get this clip. This chick got on Mm -hmm. there talking about, and excuse my way, I'm just just repeating what she said. She said, I paid forty two fifty to stay here. I'm grown. I'm thirty two years old and I'm grown. And I paid forty two fifty to stay here and I don't care what y'all do. 
I said, I got grace and mercy on my side, and I can give two apple shits what y'all think about me. What? Look, go on YouTube now and look up Leandria Johnson's rant. And, and you know what? I'm gonna try. What I'm gonna try to do? I'm gonna try to reach out mm-hmm. and see if I can get her on the show. Like, hopefully, I can. Because she mm-hmm. ain't really been out since this happened back in September, and I just want to get her side of the story or somebody in that church. I'm gonna try to see if I can get somebody in her because she got a church down there. I want to know what's been going on ever since. Yes. Because I was on her Facebook page. She was supposed to be having a New Year's Eve service, and I guess she had to cancel. And I don't know who knows what's going on with her. She hasn't been in mm. the limelight since that. And somebody, uh, I got a source here in Indianapolis, said she came up here for a concert shortly after that incident. And people were just wasn't receiving her when she came up here. And it wasn't saying that she did what she did, but she came up here trying to justify what she did instead of just saying, okay, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. But she was sitting mm-hmm. up here trying to still justify what she did, and people mm-hmm. was just, like, not feeling her. And that's why I said, man, it's just so much going on with these gospel music people and just these preachers and everything. Like, you have to have your own relationship with God because if not – you're going to be in a world of trouble. You are. Yes, you know what, and you are so right about that. And see, but I'm going to go back to a comment that you said that she said, you know, um, she um, she got, she she pays forty two fifty and all this kind of stuff for her house. First of all, and I'm going to say this, if it wasn't for Sunday's death, you wouldn't be where you are today. So a show made you, a show made you. You know, there are singers out here who, you know, use their voices in quite well. I, I know that she may have sang in a choir, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, there there are artists out here that, you know, traveled with other groups and got noticed or were singing in the church choir and got and got noticed. But you, wanted, but you went on the show and the public made you because the public voted for you. So for you right. to sit up here and to, you know, um, really um, make people, you know, feel bad uh-huh. about the fact that they yes. voted for you, uh-huh. that is not right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crazy. And, then she got on, and, and to me, it's almost like you blaspheming when you said what you said. And you were, you're supposed to be right. a blasphemy. You're talking about, mm-hmm. well, since I got great, and girl, this one made me mad. She gonna sing while she in church after she said, she said, since I got grace and mercy, and since the mercy is gonna cover me, she said, let the party begin. I'm like, girl, <laughs> and then you gonna yell some bad book kids because they came up out the basement. And she gonna tell them, I said, we doing grown people things up here. Y'all go back down in the basement. Oh my God. And then she started off talking about, well, the drink, I'm talking about, she said, where's the drink? She said, now, first of all, I'm talking about where's the Capri Suns in the pot. But if y'all really want to know what I'm talking about, yes, I'm drinking some Patron. Oh, my Lord. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Baby, she was oh, dang out. Dang. Yeah. And I said, girl, you are just, first of all, that's just dumb. Mm-hmm. You just committed suicide to your career. 
That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying you know you you in the privacy of your home, but my thing is you should have never had that on the internet. You should have you should have done. Right. That's right. Absolutely. My wife, you should have been drinking like that anyway. But you are dumb. I don't I don't feel sorry for it. you. Did it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You did it to yourself. Right. That's right. Yes, absolutely. If you somebody did something to you, or you know, somebody invaded your privacy, but you openly did that, you can't That's get right. mad for that. Mhm. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you you can't. There's no. You can't. I mean, you just hit. Girl, the mm-hmm. best thing you can do, I think, at this point, you need to come out and apologize and be just be like, well. That's right. Quit trying to cover it up and make excuses for what you did. There ain't no excuse for what you did. That's right. None. You are absolutely right because here's the thing. When the high is over, you know, when her high is over and if she comes back to her senses and reality sets in, then she is going to remember, okay, I came from nothing. I was made. I, the public made me. So now what it is, What do I do? And just like what you said, mm-hmm. coming out and apologizing, letting them know that you're truly sorry because everyone has made mistakes. But the reality is is that when you're arrogant with it and you mm-hmm. feel like, you know, it's all about you and you don't care about what other people think, that's, that's the problem. That is what? the problem. And not only that, that is a ministry. When you're singing praise, when when you're singing gospel music, you are working in a ministry. There are people who listen to this, who listen to gospel music, and gospel music ministers to them. And there may be things that they may have gone through, but see, but what she doesn't understand is that there may have been five or six people that was really, really going through a hard time in their life, and they may have heard a song, and they may have seen her performance, and what she done really ministered to them. But see, what a lot of these artists that go out here and they do these things don't realize is they have people who really look up to them because at that moment, that song or that performance that they done really ministered to them and it really helped them. But now when you do those things, then one, you're forgetting where where you've come from, and two, you don't even care about the people who even helped you get there. So now you're like, okay, well, I'm here where I'm at, so I don't care about what other people think, and I'm grown, and I'm this, and I'm that. But you really look stupid. You really look stupid. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Woo. Yeah, this, but, you know, we're going to really get into this. We're going to dive into this. Uh, mm-hmm. This is just a precursor because there's been some stuff going on in these churches, and I just don't mm-hmm. think these people realize that that the church has a responsibility. Yes. And we we don't have to we don't have to answer for the state of this world because a lot of people are turning away from the church because they see what's going on in the church. You see all this corruption. That's right. You see all these scandals coming out of the church. You see all these preachers living this lavish lifestyle. There was this preacher man. I got to tag you in this video. We, I'm a, I'm gonna play this on the show. He has mm-hmm. been. Um, his I guess the, the people at his church, uh, I mean he they took him to court because he was misusing the church mm-hmm. funds. They 
why are you spending the woman that was doing the deposition was asking why why are you spending three hundred dollars on Gucci belts and suits <laughs> and cars? He said, um, I I just get the this nigga had a, excuse my language this yes. <laughs> he had this old he's sitting up there looking fat and just. Just, just looking like a, like you know, one. He like he been eating good, like off the money. Yeah. And then he had this this S curl box, and his big old nose. He just look, he just look greedy. And he's talking about, well, I just, I just these quality things because I just want stuff that's gonna last, you know. And she said, well, you you need a three hundred dollar belt. I said, what's, what's, the, she was just going down the list of things and he kept on just stuttering. Like, I, man, I got to tag you in this video when I get off yes. of here. I cannot believe that this fool really, it, it just doesn't make any sense, see. Mm-mm. And you got people, she said, you got people that's barely able to get by. They're believing in God and trusting God and giving they all to the church and you sitting up here. Live and I said, you sitting up here picking your friends up from the airport, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and and all this stuff, and you talking about oh, we just trying to show them hospitality when they come to the city. Mm-hmm. Going out eating all these lobsters and shrimp, and these people at home can't even afford a ten pound bucket of chitlins to fill they feed they cheering. And you sitting up here eating shrimp and lobster. Mm-hmm. They don't make no sense to me. Mm-mm. None. None. So you're using them to get made. I'm just sick of. I'm sick of. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Mm -mm. Well, I'm gonna move on real quick because I know you got somewhere to be. I know we're gonna do a couple more stories, and I'm gonna. uh, I'm probably gonna call tonight Uh too. I just want to do a quick show on Martin Luther King mm-hmm. uh, Day, and I know this is the first show of the year. So I just want to let you guys know that we are back, and we're going to be doing some big and great things this year. Um, we're just getting started, but, yeah, we got some things down the pipelines. Um, I really want to do more um, self-help uh, uh Shows this year, and I want to do sto- mm-hmm. do like more book reviews and stuff like that. We've had a couple of authors in the past come on the show, so I want to do that this year, and just you know, mm-hmm. just want everybody to be more educated and in life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna move on to another story, um, and this mm-hmm. is a very sad and unfortunate story uh, about a high school football star. Uh, he he had rape allegations against him. But the charges were dismissed after the accuser contacted him on Facebook to say it never happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, so God. I'm gonna read the story real quick. It's from Culture Critic, and call it bittersweet. A high school star, one of the most highly sought after athletes in the nation. The rape charge against him dropped after the woman confessed on Facebook that the rape never happened. Brian Banks, who is now 26 years old, spent six years in prison and broke mm. down crying when the prosecutor moved to have the case dismissed. 
Quote, there are no words in any language, no gesture in any culture that can explain or describe what I have been through, said Banks. I hope my story brings light to the major flaw in the judicial system. Banks was once a football star with dreams of playing in the NFL. He was only 16 years old when a woman accused him of kidnapping and raping her at school. The woman, Juanita Juanetta Gibson, added him as a friend on Facebook and in a message said he wanted to let bygones be bygones. Mm. Banks attorney Justin Brooks said Gibson and Banks met and she was caught on video admitting that no rape ever took place and that she would help to clear his record. She was brought before the prosecutor is now obligated to repay $1.5 million that her mother was paid by the school for what allegedly happened. Um, okay, I lost my spot. Okay. Quote, I will go through with helping you, but it's like at the same time all that money they gave us, I mean, gave me, I don't want to pay it back, she told Banks. So this, this whore said that she didn't want to pay that money back that she got. <laughs> Banks went to jail in 2002 for the crime. That's all, man, that's all, dang, that's like 14 mm-hmm. years? Yeah. When he was 16 years old. At the time, he was being heavily recruited by USC and other colleges. He was on his way to fill out college applications when he met with Gibson and went to the stairway to make out. He apparently said something that she didn't like, which led to allegations of kidnapping and rape. Investigators hmm. found no physical evidence of rape. Due to the pressure from his attorney and prosecutors, Banks pleaded no contest to kidnap and rape charge after being told that he would get 41 years in prison if he fought the charge and was convicted. Banks hmm. thought that he would get just 18 months based on his attorney's advice, but instead he ended up in prison for six years. While in prison, Mm. his case was taken on by California Innocence Project. Quote, Brian's story is so compelling in the case for his innocence, okay, in his case for innocence so clear, we knew we had to take this on, said Justin Brooks. Brian lost a huge part of his life when he was unjustly sent to prison, unquote. Banks had to remain on probation under electronic monitoring and could not get a job after being registered as a sex offender. Quote, this is a kid with a super, who was a superstar, Brooks added. He would be playing in the NFL by now if it hadn't been for this woman. Hmm. And that's just sad. Like, that's the end of this. But there's so many wow. lessons that we could go into on this, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. First of all, and I and I hate to say this, because, you know, this is a night that we have to, where we really have to think about these issues. In this country, mm-hmm. and I know, because, you know, we was discussing this on Facebook. I know a couple people was discussing this. Um and someone says, well, this is more of a socioeconomic issue rather than race. And I'm not going to disagree with you. This is a socioeconomic 
decision, I mean, um, issue because if you don't have money for good attorneys, you're going to end up in situations mm-hmm. like this. But let's not be blind to the situation. If you are a young black male in this country, and you're a black male in general, you are guilty before you can even be proven innocent. You know how they say yes. you're innocent before proven guilty? It's the other way yes. around when it comes to black men. We see that every right. every day, you turn on the news, just about every day or every week, we hear of another shooting of a, a black male, mm-hmm. armed black men, but yet we can have we have white people that can be armed, mm-hmm. they can take over federal buildings, and they can commit crimes, but they're not shot down in cold blood. And I'm sorry to right. say that. I'm sorry to know somebody's going to get mad about it, and I don't care. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I'm talking facts now because you can't dispute this. This has not been going on in the news. And and that's just one mm-hmm. of the issues I have with this case. Another issue is we, you know, and I'm not a parent, but I'm saying parents in general, you need to know what your kids are doing on Facebook. And you need to have yes. these conversations with your, especially with these young boys. You have to tell them how to cover themselves and not and how to watch out for these. It's not just these women that got to watch out for these boys. There's some vindictive women out here that get mm-hmm. you in a situation with this boy. That boy could be yes. a millionaire now. He could have started a family. He could have been somebody. But he's up in jail. He can't get years back. But this lying horse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we have to look at that issue, too. And this social media is very dangerous. You have to know. He said he met the girl on Facebook. She met up with mm-hmm. him, and, and something he said something that she didn't like justifies you going to the police and making a story. And okay, sure enough, you you know what I'm saying you want to do the right thing and tell the truth, but girl, you should not only be forced to pay that million dollar settlement back. That you got, you need to be seeing mm-hmm. your buddy too. That's right. Exactly. So, how do you feel yes. about the whole situation? Well, I am distraught by it because you take a person's innocence away from them, and not only their innocence, but you take their life. That that was a part of their lives that was taken from them that, that they could never get back. And they were forced to go to prison because of a lie that was told on them as far as what was done to them. And um, and the issue that I'm having is is that, you know, the um, way that the school system done without even, you know, really trying to find out any true specifics. They just gave this girl and her mother all that all that money without without even having an efficient investigation an efficient investigation going on. So they're like, Okay, well, she's a woman or, you know, she's a young woman, he's a black male, yo, he did it, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna give her the money. But see, but that is you know why? If you don't do the proper protocol and you know do the investigations that need to be done, then this these are the type of things that will happen. But because of color, like 
the main basis is color. And because he's an African-American male, you know, they they, did, they didn't even want to give him the benefit of being a human being. And not only that, they didn't even want to give him the benefit of even exercising his rights as a human being. Color should not even be in there. But see, right. but you're right. When it comes to the opposite color, there is always part in there. There is always partiality there. There will always be those type of aspects because color is the main determining factor of decisions that are made here in this world, period. And it is so wrong, but I agree with something that you said. All that money plus interest plus extra needs to be paid back. You're not going to just sit up here and still try to reap the benefits of this money and, you know, you know good and well that you didn't do it and you don't confess that you didn't do it. You know, you cannot sit up on that money like it's yours. It it was never yours from the get-go, but because they looked mm-hmm. at you being a black male, they just wanted to make sure that you got it in the first place because they wanted, you know, some some type of rectification to actually happen so that, you know, the school won't be, you know, like in the middle of this entire thing. But, Seneca, <laughs> I'm just like really – I am just really thrown for a loop because I kind of vaguely saw this story some time ago, and I was sickened by it. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, is that this boy's life was taken from him. His six years of his life was taken, and it could never be given back to him. Never. I mean, and this is my thing too. This is another issue too. This further mm-hmm. gives people less sympathy to actual rape victims. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it because they look at stories like this now, you know, and they think like, should we really believe women or we should give them more of the side eye when they claim that someone has raped them? Mm-hmm. And you're going to make it hard for the next person that really on through something. People are just going to be like, well, I don't know if we should really take these women serious today because your story is like this. And I said, you know, you know, shame on her. You know, shame on mm-hmm. her yes. for doing what she did. Absolutely. That's something serious. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the thing about it is if she hadn't she hadn't came out and and, and, and admitted to what she did, like that boy would still be mm-hmm. sitting in jail. He sure would. Mhm. Yes. And, and that's and that's just sad that even though yo, that goes to show you know I th- you know what we as black people we think that we really got it made. Man, they don't care nothing about your nigga behind because no. you can sit up here and you can you can you sit up here proving to these people this boy had a good image. He had was doing well in the community doing well in school, had mm-hmm. scholarships, had people knocking at the door, well sought after, and they still didn't even take that into consideration. Mm-mm. And, no, and question no, they the didn't. Girls in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But y'all can sit up here and let a cop, y'all can sit mm-hmm. up here and let this white cop 
right for, you hear about that that story we talked about a couple weeks i don't think he was on the show but we talked about about that that cop that raped all them black women you hear about that story yes uh-huh and i said dang i wish he was on this so i know you probably would have been going off and he was they Woo! was just reading them charges they was reading them charges man and mm. just 16 mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. 20 years 50 all them years was piling up, and, and all he could do was just sit there and cry. I said, you wasn't crying when you was raping them women, when you was going to right. the projects, and you hemming them women up. And you mm-hmm. knew, and you knew, and that's why I said, these white people know what they doing. Yeah, I, I said, you knew, what you, you knew what you was doing. You That's why you felt that you can go to the, to, to the hood and get one of these old mm-hmm. black sisters that was the time of day, and you can, you can mm-hmm. uh, blackmail them sleeping with you. Mm-hmm. And you said, who will yes. believe you? And I said, my time, they mm-hmm. said, you ain't nothing but a nick. Nobody, nobody <laughs> believes you. It's your word against mine. Mm. And you know how that's going to turn out. That's right. Exactly. exactly. So we really, like I said, the end of the question that I asked earlier, Mm-hmm. It's an illusion. What we what we have today, freedom today, it's an illusion because we still we still are not free. That's, We've traded, oh my God. We have traded one form of slavery and one form of Jim Crow in for another. We we still we still ain't gotten oh anywhere. We sit down and, and you take these masks off and we take all this crap off, we still in the same situation as you in today because it's gonna be always our word against theirs. Yeah, oh my God, yes. Mm. I'm sorry. You I, know said, people, I know people don't want to hear this stuff, but this is a reality mm-hmm. in 2016. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm sorry, y'all better get with the program. Absolutely. You know, and I'm about to say something. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you are absolutely right about what you said. We are not free. And, um, you know, and that that kind of stuff reminds me of um, these commercials that come out, you know, and you may hear, um, and it really doesn't even have to be a commercial, but it can just be certain sayings, you know, where people talk about they're free to do this or they're free to do that, you know, and a, a lot of times those are just facades that are out there. And I don't even think people will even understand what they're even saying because if they really took the mask off the situation, then they would really understand that freedom doesn't even um, belong in the picture because, like you said, we don't have it. You know, yeah, we can walk down the street. Yeah, we can go into a store. Yes, we can go into a restaurant. Yes, we can. But people don't understand that that is, one little itty-bitty piece of freedom. That is not 100% freedom, and we will never have 100% freedom. You know, we are still in bondage because we're still being killed. We're we're still being accused of wrongdoings even though we didn't do anything. We're still being denied benefits and access to certain things. Like, like there's still a lot of things that are going on and that are being done against the African-American race and I'm sorry, but until a lot of the ignorant ones, and I'm sorry, but I just had to say that, and I'm using it for what it's really intended for, a lack of knowledge, 
un- until they gain knowledge of what is really going on, they will still have that ignorant mindset. They will still have it. So, oh, my goodness. Well, I got a couple more. We're going to jump up off here. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, can we talk about that? in the store I got a story about this booty tickler. I got we gotta talk about that. Did you hear about that man? <laughs> I read yes, I saw what you put out there and I read that and I oh my God. <sighs> it's always we have a, Yeah, we have a caller uh from four oh four area code and let's go to the phone to see who we have online. Uh, four oh four. Uh, I know you just joined the show. Um, are you just listening at this point, or do you have a comment or a question? Yeah. Uh, what's the conversation uh, about? I see you guys are talking about uh, the great Martin Luther King, so definitely want to weigh in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We have about fifteen more minutes left. We were going to talk about. Uh, we talked about that earlier. We were just uh, pretty much asking a question: Do are we truly in this quote-unquote post-racial society. And we kind of touched on that now because we've been talking about that along with other stories kind of relating to that tonight. Uh, we were just talking about a high school team that, uh, um, that his rape charges dismissed because the young a young lady lied and said that she was raped by him, but in all actuality, it wasn't. True, and I said, and we were just talking about how even though this boy was a model student, um, he had a promising future ahead of him. They didn't care about that. They didn't care anything about that. They looked at the fact that this young, this is a young black male that was being accused of rape, and we had to get him off the street, no matter if this young girl actually she had no evidence of being raped. But we were talking about that. There's a lot of things that's going on. Um, we get into a lot of stuff. We're going to probably uh, continue next week. Um, but pretty much we're just talking about trying to answer the question, are we truly free? I mean, are we living in a uh, post-racial society today? And I didn't know if you wanted to weigh in on that real quick. Uh, I just had a few more stories, but I just wanted to see what you had to say about that. Uh, yeah. Well, of course we're not living in a post-racial society. That's some liberal talking point. And somebody came up with that for some reason spread around. But you look around at reality and the facts smack you in the face and let you know that not only is this not a post-racial society, uh, it's actually much worse than it's been uh, in the past few decades because racism in America, like people tend to think it, it goes like a, like, a, like a mountain. It just goes up on a graph. It gets better and better and better. No, it goes peaks and valleys. And economics, is usually what tell you when the uh, when the peak or the valley is coming. So like this last ten years or so, where you had this economic downturn, you see racism ratcheted up, and that whole post-racial society is nonsense. And I I barely ever entertain stuff like that. But uh, it, it does make you want to hurt people when they say stuff like that. Too. Yeah, and, and I think this like like I was just talking to my co-host C. I was talking about you know this illusion that we have. <clears throat> like you know, we think that we're walking around free. We have, especially us as an African American community, 
we think that we're free and we think that we have access to certain things that we didn't have in the past. It's all an illusion. <clears throat> it's really all an illusion. And, you know, and we think that because we're able to walk down the street or we're able to go certain places now, and we're quote-unquote integrated into society, that we've made it. And I think that that's a very dangerous spot for us to be in because we have become complacent. And like like you said, like you look at the some of the situations that have happened, even with just the whole issue of police brutality, we are not free. You know, because at any time, if they really want to strip, strip you of your rights and tell you to get your monkey behind in the house by a certain time, you better be in the house by a certain time. You know, you looked at like that uh, the situation that happened in Boston. You know, like when all that stuff was going on, they gave them people a curfew. That that you know, what I'm saying like that goes to show you we we don't have any freedom, but yet still at the same time, it's okay for them to go and uh, pretty much you know uh, take over a federal building. And do certain things and stuff like that, but they they they're not being, you know, what I'm saying hunted down and shot down like we are, and a lot of times we're unarmed, so we we don't have freedom. We really don't. It's all an illusion, and that's just that's just really how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I understood. Understood. Great point. I, I I'll say point blank. Uh, we'll become free when we understand that. We shouldn't buy into this system, period. We should be thinking uh, in a socialist mentality, all black yeah. people working together, putting our money together, creating our own things, our own resources, and living out our own lives within America uh, up until we can. But that's what it has to be as far as freedom. Uh, I, would, I would advise everybody to check out the great, uh, you know, God rest his soul, Dr. Bobby Wright. Uh, he had this concept called mentocide. He's a great teacher. Uh, from back in the day, and what he said was uh, freedom is based on securing your basic needs. So when you see the majority of our people, we work 40 hours a week just to barely supply those basic needs, and then we have a huge chunk of people who can't supply them. And those basic needs, I mean, are food, clothing, and shelter, and then you got to add on that gas, water, electric. You see what I mean? So if we're always running through the, you know, the last second just to be able to keep their lights on, keep the water on, keep this thing always in a state of confusion and a state of struggle, then it makes it hard to actually sit down and conceptualize and figure out how we change our lives. And that's that treadmill that they have us on. But we also have ourselves on because mentally uh, we don't trust each other. We don't like each other very much. And Mm -hmm. we tend to think of ourselves uh, as not competent and wrong. So there's some huge problems that we have. That's some huge problems that uh, white people uh, are putting on us, and all of this has to be solved by us. Ain't nobody else gonna solve our problems. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, you're right about that. And you know, and you made a good point. Like we'll we'll look at each other more critically. You know, what I'm saying, and, 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 and I hate making stuff about, but it's just it's just reality. Like we'll look at each other more critically, but we're not looking at the the powers to be critical. You know what I'm saying? This was like we distrust our own more than we do other people. And I think that's a sad situation or a sad space that we're in because it's going to take us to get out of the situation and out of the 
you know, the problems that we're in. So we, we're going to have to start having a better uh, just mindset of our own. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I really appreciate you um, weighing in and um, giving us your opinion on that. Yeah, I got a couple more stories I want to touch on, and then we're just going to get off here for um, the night. And we're going to probably continue some of these conversations um, next week, especially with Black History Month coming up next month. I think that we do need to talk about a lot of these these issues um, and look at it for what it is, because I think sometimes we got to look in the mirror because this, don't get me wrong, it is a lot of the problems the power, powers to be. I think we got a lot of self-healing and a lot of self-hatred um, that we have to uh, address. You know what I'm saying? So definitely mm-hmm. we're going to get on more of these topics um, in the upcoming month um, and next month as well. So the month after that as well. So we're going to talk about this stuff for the next couple months. Um, this is more of an entertainment story. And, see, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you hear about... Um, you know, you know, legendary Pam on Martin. I guess uh, they were talking about this on 106, well, 96.3, and I and I just wanted to get your your opinion on it as a woman. Um, I guess she is planning on divorcing her husband after she had found a sex tape or uh, of him and another woman. On I believe on on his phone or something like that. So she sent the sex tape or the uh, video to all of his family. And mm. I was wondering, mm. do you think that that she was wrong for that, or do you think that she was right for that, or do you feel neutral about the situation? Because I guess she felt that she's been with this man all these all these years. And I guess, I don't know, she was just doing this out of a place of hurt. But how do you mm-hmm. feel about that as a woman? Well, well, to actually be, actually, um, to be exposed, to be exposed in, in a situation like that can be hurtful. But the reality of the matter is, is that that is something that, happened in their relationship and for her to um take this out and to send it to all these people was crazy. That that was a private issue between her and him to actually work out. And um I do understand, okay, her feelings were hurt. I do get that. But to seek revenge like that to me is a little petty. Because um, if a person does something like that to you, you know, and I'm really talking about her, you know, like, so if a person does something like that to you, um, then really the main thing that you should do is, you know, you can express your feelings and just let him know, well, okay, this is how I feel about it. And if you feel like you need to get up and leave, then you leave. But to really, you know, you're lowering yourself to his level by doing something, yeah. by trying to get back at him like that. And there's a better or a or a sophisticated way to act. And um, what she really done is, is that she made herself look bad, you know. And I do understand that her feelings were hurt, like I stated, 
but there are better ways of handling that, and I think that she went about it the wrong way. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, too, um, mm-hmm. because really, you know, even though she is the victim, now you are kind of making yourself look bad by doing mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, actually, he is a dog. Like, you know, and then for you to sit there, and that's why I'm on, I don't know some people got to feel like they can tape everything, put everything on record. Mm-hmm. You, you are okay. You gonna cheat on the woman? You you probably made up in your mind. But why? Lord, like it's dumb to me. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, why keep some kind of record or proof? You know what I'm saying? For her to find exactly. it, like you know, what I'm saying? like you know, what I'm saying it just didn't make sense to me. You know, so in a way, mm-hmm. I don't feel sorry for him, but still at the same time, like you said on 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 the level that you were talking about. That's making her really look bad and look really petty. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna yes. give people. That's gonna people gonna give her the side eye. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just really, you know, especially somebody of her her age, stature, she should definitely know better. And to mm-hmm. be honest, just dragging people into a situation that you putting people in the middle of a situation that they don't want to be in. That's you know, right. I don't, honestly, I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that. And it's all if somebody sends me some, some stuff like that. I don't want that. I don't want mm-hmm. that shit. That's you right. Know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying, what, what would you feel like you got a text and you seen that mess on your phone? Like, mm-hmm. I will be cussing you out. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. And I would have been on the first speed, and and I would have made sure that your number was on speed dial because I sure would have got with you. And I would have let you know something about yourself <laughs> because, you know, it is absolutely uncalled for. And you're right. To put somebody else in the middle is very inconsiderate because, first of all, I wasn't the person that slept with your husband or done these other things with your husband. So why are you going to, you know, try to um, – show me these things or you want to talk to me about it or you want to get back at him by showing me this. No. You know, at the end of the day, there are better ways of dealing with it. There are better ways of dealing with it. But really, to make yourself look good, leave. You don't have to do all that. Just get your stuff and leave. It's ridiculous. And I ain't going to lie to you. When I first heard the story, when they were talking about it on 96.3, I was like, man, I was like, man, you know, right on. I said, you know, I, I was kind of like, I ain't going to lie to you. When I first heard the story, I said, mm-hmm. you know what, he deserved what he got. And, and, you know, I didn't feel bad, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. now that I, I sat there and thought about it, I said, really, you, like you said, you forward yourself to mm-hmm. the level that, you know, mm-hmm. you're better than. You know, and I'm pretty sure right. this man is probably, you know, coming up off of her, like, I never mm-hmm. heard this, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who he is. He's probably just the average Joe off three. So I'm saying that mm-hmm. you're punishing your name over a nobody. You know what I'm saying? Pretty sure he's coming exactly. up off of you. So you mm-hmm. you should be a bigger person because it's gonna make you mad. People can be you know, well, is this how she makes herself like when she has any disagreement or any uh thing comes up in her life, is this how she conducts herself? So that's really going to mess, mm-hmm. especially with her career as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my so God. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I add something to that? so messy. Yeah, can I add something to that? 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, point blank period, that's inappropriate behavior, man. That, that, that's way out of bounds. Uh, calling his family, telling them what he did as you're leaving, no problem with that. He deserved it. He's earned that. But as far as doing that, now you're talking about the law because uh, that's what they have something now called revenge porn. So if you two were together and y'all broke up and then you started sending all her family a video of, of y'all two together, you're going to jail, man. That's revenge porn. You can't do that. So, yeah, that, that was that was some disgusting stuff that she did in that way. It, it kind of, like you said, it kind of lowered her to the level of the cheater. Uh, you're the person with the high moral, moral ground. You're the one cheated on. You need to save that tape for your divorce lawyer, get all your stuff in order, get up out of there, and, and leave that person who clearly uh, wasn't valuing the marriage in the way that they should. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So middle finger and out the door. But don't lower yourself to their level or, or go lower with that by sending that mm-hmm. to a family. Yeah, because that was kind of messed up, too, because she said, because what I heard from the story on the radio, they said, they went into further detail, said she's seen that they, not only was he having sex with her, they was having unprotected sex. So, oh, wow. So, mm. you know, he definitely put her um at risk. And I guess at the time when I, I felt the way I felt before, they said that because I was thinking that the pastor, man, he really put this this chick at risk. Like he don't even this, she don't know nothing about this chick. He's sitting up here having sex with her, and who else? Who else? I mean, she, she doesn't know. It could be other people. That's just the, the one that she knows about. And I guess I was just looking at it at the time. Well, I mean, damn, I'll be pissed too. But man, like you said, that's not how you handle stuff, man. Because like you said. You dragging other people into that stuff. I don't want to see that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to, to see that. Like, you know, if you want to talk about it to other people, that's fine. If you want to discuss it with his family or you want to, you just like to make vent to somebody, that's one thing. But for you to do, like, like, like you said, that's just, yeah, that's just, yeah. I, I, I just disagree mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. But I think that's all we... I think yeah, I think the show's now over. But I just want to thank you guys for coming in um, mm-hmm. and having this conversation with us. I think that we do need to definitely have more dialogue about this, and I think we as a people we need to really start looking at these issues in order for us to even start making a change. We definitely need to start. We need to start off by acknowledging that there is a problem, and from there mm-hmm. we have to kind of. Uh, come up with some bullet points and some, you know, ways of um, addressing these issues. And like I said, you know, it, it, it's going to take some work. And, I, and, I, and I'm and i not going to deny we have come a long way as a people, but I, I don't think that we should ever become complacent because, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, we look around, look on the news. Every time you turn on the news, it's something else. You know what I'm saying? And it's definitely mm-hmm. not, we're not at a point where we're equal in this in this country, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I just think that um, we need to just keep that in mind. I think we definitely, on days like this, and just just all year long, we have to kind of live out the legacy of um, Mark King. Um, like I said, we need to establish our own. We need to uplift one another. We definitely need to give back. So mm-hmm. um, I want to thank you guys for coming in tonight, and we will be back next Monday. I think I might do start doing the shows a little earlier in the evening. I'm gonna play around with the time, um, mm-hmm. but 
just be on the lookout. Like I said, join our uh, Facebook group page. We're going to be on there, the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, or look us up under UCUFW, and um, you'll see um, the show listings and when we plan on coming on air. And then we're going to have excerpts of our shows, too. So um, until then, uh, this is Seneca Harris and C. Johnson, um, and we will talk to you next week on the Urban Wire. Thank you.